Hey, it's Megan and Kimberly, and you've been to room 237, The Bonus. The Bonus. I the feel bonus. Like I was really aggressive with my intro. Oh. Hey, hey, it's, it's Megan. Megan. Fuck off. <laughs> Whoa. It's fucking Megan. <laughs> and I'm all like, hey, it's like Kimberly. Hey, I apologize for that fucking. <laughs> Sorry about Megan. She's the worst. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> what are we talking about today? Our bonus today is about sympathetic villains so last week we watched don't breathe which was a snooze fest (laughs) but it did have what you would call a sympathetic villain now when i say sympathetic villain i of course don't mean somebody who you're like oh poor baby oh my god no 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 this is a shit person but they could be shit they could also be mediocre or fine but they're definitely a bad villain but they have a quality to them where you're like i could kind of see where he's coming from a sympathetic villain is an antagonist in a story who has like redeemable qualities, as Meg just said. Making a lot of noise. Even when performing terrible acts or standing in the way of a beloved main character's mission, the audience sympathizes with their motivations, often due to their redeemable qualities or tragic backstory. Our guy from last week, tragic, tragic backstory. backstory. Yeah. So their intentions may coincide with the ideals of a greater good or even a desire to make the world a better place, but their actions are inherently evil in nature. Mm. The movie Don't Breathe sets the audience up to believe that we're going to root for the sympathetic villain. The poor blind man who is robbed by a bunch of shit kids turns out to be not so great in the end. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although, frankly, I was still rooting for him over the people who broke into his house the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even after I found out he was kind of a weirdo with the whole insemination thing. Yeah. But he was going to let her go after nine months. Let her go. And honestly, like, she killed his daughter. She killed his daughter. So, (laughs) I don't know. Here's some actual sympathetic, or here's (laughs) sympathetic villains from, like, mainstream movies and television. Okay. So the first one is good old Hannibal mm. Lecter. One of Dr. my favorite villains Lecter. of all time. I spend a lot of time wanting to watch this movie and then never watching it because it's not it's, free anywhere. And, and I don't want to rent it. It's an undertaking it. as well. Yeah. But more, I don't really care about Hannibal Lecter. I really just want to watch Buffalo Bill. <laughs> you should just do like a Buffalo Bill highlight. Yeah. He's so weird. He's so weird. I just like, I like when he... He tucks his dick back, and it's just so weird. Mm. It's so weird. That sounded, that came out odd. I like when he tucks his dick back. That sounds like something, you know. Okay, let's just move on. All right, all right. In the movie. (laughs) Just move right on past that. So in the movie Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal Lecter, he's a serial killer who likes to eat his victim, so he's a cannibal, whatever. (laughs) But, like, before his capture, he was a respected forensic psychiatrist, after his incarceration, he is consulted by FBI agents Will Graham and Clarice Starling <laughs> to help them find other serial killers. Lecter, portrayed by the great Sir Anthony Hopkins, mm, amen, was named the greatest villain in American cinema by the American Film Institute. In 2010, Entertainment Weekly named him one of the 100 greatest characters of the past 20 years. He's one of mine. He's great. Sure. He's a great like, character. He's like suave, yes, but also dangerous. That, that's what we're about to talk about. Oh, okay, so I haven't magic, read this. <laughs> yes, you can see. <laughs> the magic of Hannibal Lecter, the character, is that even though he's a murderous cannibal, he is like lucid and intelligent. Mm-hmm. He's he he's able to present himself as an interesting human being. Yeah, he's well spoken, charming. 
sophisticated. Yes, he knows like all the food pairings and shit. Yeah, he's like, and then pair it with a nice Chianti. <laughs> Despite his actions, he still comes off as someone like you'd like to spend time with. Although, like, maybe you're. Yeah. You and like some uh, reinforced glass between For the sure, two of you. For sure, because he seems a little dangerous. So. Yeah. So he's, would you have dinner with Hannibal? Am I guarantee that he doesn't want to eat me? Yes. I feel like Hannibal only likes to eat men because he's got a bit of a gayness. If to you him. had a guarantee that he's not going to fuck with you, like, yeah, I'll you? hang out. Yeah, for sure. He seems like he's learned. Right. He's probably going to teach me some shit. Absolutely. Like if, if I had nothing a, else, he's going to teach me about how to prepare human brain. I mean, it could come up. It could become um, something we need in the zombie apocalypse. Exactly. Look, we've lived through so many unprecedented events that <laughs> I we mean, may need to know how to cook some motherfucking brain. Okay. Who knows what's coming next? What's one more at this point? <laughs> the next one we've Speaking got of up, suave motherfuckers. Oh, we've got Candyman. Candyman. So Candyman in the movie, like he is a black ghost artist that haunts like these projects in Cabrini Green mm-hmm. in the south side of Chicago. Yeah, he's just trying to live his life, man. Yes. It's just he wants to paint his paintings, like maybe find a love of his life, right. maybe have her condemned to the afterlife with him forever. That's not a big deal. It isn't. Like, but you can channel the ghost of Candyman by saying his name in the mirror five times, but he may like fuck you up after that <laughs> yeah but so like okay like, like there's all this bad things depends like, on who you are right right it's like oh it's a pretty terrible ghost but like what's his what made him this way right he like why is he so fucking life. angry right we don't know why Hannibal Lecter is the way he is but we know why Candyman is we do well I, I say we don't know about Hannibal I have not watched all the millions of Hannibal Lecter movies <laughs> it's like spinoffs we may know in fact why he is the way he is Candyman, before he was Candyman, was Danielle Robitaille, Robitaille? Robitaille? the Robitaille. son of a former slave who becomes a successful shoe manufacturer. Yeah. That's where he got that luxurious mm-hmm. fur coat. Danielle establishes a career as a painter and is eventually commissioned to create a portrait of Caroline Sullivan. She's a white woman who he falls in love with. Well, she falls in love with him, too. Yeah, it's right. not one-sided. No, no. She gets preg out of wedlock, as you know, white people hate, mm-hmm. and her father Especially got by, by a black man. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the last oh, thing. Come on. Her father got real mad, like mad, mad. He gathered a lynch mob. They cut off Daniel's right hand. I don't know why. Like, was that his I jacket guess his hand? Art hand? Right. Oh, like his, his, <laughs> his jacket. <laughs> his jack hand <laughs> cut off his jack in hand I've had some drinks <laughs> I've been drinking I've, I've been drinking. drinking apparently that's all I think about when I'm drinking I don't know I forgot that he was an artist and honestly we yeah. just said it five minutes ago yeah. anyway yeah they cut off his hand and uh, they smear his body in some honey and bees are like cool let's set up a hive here Right in his chest. So Daniel's vengeful ghost. He is cursed with a hook hand and a disfigured body. But like, are things like, can you blame him? Now no, from I don't blame people? him at all. I don't blame him at all. That's either. white people's fault, right yeah. there. His, her daddy. Why didn't she stick up for him? What know. happened to his baby? I have questions. Let's move on to the next person. Ooh. Uh oh. <laughs> Megan's gonna get a little hot because we're about to talk about Eric Killmonger. I love him. Yeah. So Killmonger is a, he's a super villain. Mm-hmm. Apparently he's in the comics, in the American comic books by Marvel Comics, but also like. The movie Black Panther. Yeah. And he's played by the delicious Michael B. Jordan. Yes. 
he's the only one that could take my lesbian wife away from me. Can you imagine, like, anybody else playing that role either? Like, Actually, no. Just, yeah. Mm-mm. I can't either. No. Well, maybe, what's his name? Who's the, the guy that I like a lot? Lakeith? Mahershala Ali. Oh. <laughs> I love Mahershala, but I just don't think he could do this No, part. Lakeith. Oh, Lakeith. I do. No, I just don't. He's too thin. He's too thin. Oh. You he know, I feel body. Like, yeah, yeah, you're right. I feel like Lakeith and also Mahershala, they're just too thin. They don't have that bulkiness that Michael has. That body, yeah, yada, yada, yada. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Black Panther is one of uh, the most popular Marvel films. It's the fifth highest grossing film of the series, only behind like all the Avengers movies. It received seven Oscar nominations and won three, making it the only MCU movie to win an Oscar and the first superhero movie ever to be nominated for Best Picture. That's awesome. That's, awesome. <laughs> That's really awesome. I just remember like when that was coming out and... You know, it's the first time that black people have, like, yeah. an actual super, uh, superhero. And people are putting on, like, that shiki yeah. and, like, written out the... Oh, so good. Yeah, it was a good energy. Yeah, it was... You were only went to see it? Kind of. Kind of, bitch. <laughs> so we went to see it. I think we've told this story before. But, like, we I went to we see it. Yeah. And uh, they, it was sold out for the time that we wanted to. So yeah. we bought tickets for the show, like six hours or so later and at a margarita. different theater yeah yeah we ended up um having quite a few margaritas drunk as shit drunk as fuck went to the movie i didn't remember the second half of the movie not at all because we kept drinking at the movie because yeah, yeah. we were at like we were uh, having margaritas then we got to the studio movie grill and like we had wine that bartender gave us like shots when we yeah, got, remember yeah, that or something that because i told him he was a black guy and i told him i hadn't seen it yet and he was like girl yeah and he was <laughs> and like so he gave us Shots and it was a lot, and yeah, and then Kim and I, it was so cold, so we we're like hiding underneath that sweater I brought, mm-hmm. like cuddled up, yeah, oh, like cuddled up. Times. It was fun, I mean, but I definitely had to watch it a second time. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I for sure had to watch it a second time. So, as a child, Eric Killmonger, like, he has to watch his uncle, who was the king of Wakanda, kill his father, and like his father's transgression mm-hmm. like his father wanted to like he was trying to use the wealth and the weapons of wakanda to like help oppress black people across the world and rise up against their oppressors right uh killmonger's plan is to take his place as the rightful king what he thinks is rightful right king of wakanda so that he can help people around the world the method a little sketch. yeah that's 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 a little part, dicey. right like, his message was on point it's great right. it's great and you know what um what's his face Black Panther, T'Challa, like he yeah, he was like, him. yeah, it's a good, yeah. it's a good idea, but your methods are just not right. Like <laughs> you can't live because of it. And that's that's the next point. Oh, like, it turns out I got like, too excited. Black Panther, he's like, mm, your methods are a little fucked, but like your mission, great, absolutely great. And so like at the end of the film, Wakanda ends its period or its policy of isolation, and it's something that absolutely wouldn't have happened without Killmonger's methods. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, because he was like, "Yeah, what you want to what you want to achieve is a, a good thing, right? Your method's not great. His heart, yeah. Okay, so the next one, this is a big daddy here, Severus Snape. All right, so I was researching um, villains that we sympathize with, and Severus Snape 
came up. And I have just recently watched all of the Harry Potters. Right. And so I'm like very new to this universe. I mm. can't speak on it a whole bunch. I know I like Snape even before like he was good. Because you, you're a Slytherin. Yeah, I'm yourself. a Slytherin for sure. You're definitely a Slytherin. Okay, so like we're going to get into it, but like Megan's going to give like a, a bunch of it off the cuff. Uh-uh. So, uh-uh. <laughs> So, Snape is a character in the famous Harry Potter series of books and movies. He's played by Alan Rickman mm, in the movies. R.I.P. I love Alan Rickman. I love Alan Rickman. Like, he's a bully to, like, all of his students, including Harry and Neville Longbottom. He often singles out Harry, even from the first, like, from the gym. Yeah. So, Neville Longbottom, who apparently has a really big penis, um, is so scared of Snape at one point like there's a bogart a bogart yeah a bogart okay and that's meant to take the form of like your worst fears and it turns into fucking snape neville in addition to treating students like harry and neville horribly he also tends to give them low grades and harsh punishments for really no good reason so when i was trying to like put all these points together there was so much backstory about snape Mm. and like is he good is he evil i haven't read enough or seen enough so i've read all the books and seen all the Mm -hmm. movies multiple times so i'll tell you um kim texted me earlier and she's like can you talk about why you think snape is a good person it's something like that is that what she said? said yeah because you said that he wasn't in cast was like he is and so now I'm like, I'm all confused because I've only seen this shit once. You, she, so Kim asked me, how comfortable would you feel describing why Snape was actually a good guy? And I said, I don't think Snape was a good guy. So let me explain why okay. I don't believe Snape was a good guy. His only, he's redeemed at the, quote unquote, at the end of the series. Because he left Harry's mom. Because he mom loves mom. Harry's mom. And so they lead you to believe that everything he did to help out Harry that you didn't see was because of his great love for Harry's mom, which okay. is fine and possibly true in his mind. He wasn't so much in love with that bitch as he was obsessed as fuck. Mm. He's a creepy stalker. <laughs> okay? A creepy stalker. Like, get over it, man. She, what, don't so want, they were she not, doesn't like, they like you thing? back. No. Were they, oh. they were never together. Oh. They were friends in their childhood. Okay. And then she went, they both went to Hogwarts. She met James, Harry's, Harry's father. Dad. Okay. And she was like, you hot, let's hook up. They did. They got married, had a baby. And then Snape was like, just hanging in the background, like totally wishing he could bang. And she was like, I'm not feeling it. Like we can be friends, but she straight up friend zoned him. And he just couldn't get over the friend zone. Oh. And it's like, my man. Okay, so like, like move so on. Then, There's other ladies in the But sea. like he... Didn't he, like, have an oath to... Wasn't he, like, Dumbledore's, like... He helped Dumbledore, but the only reason he watched over Harry and did things... Because he loved his mom? It's because of his creepy obsession with Harry's mom. He didn't like Harry. He said multiple times he thought he was a shit. He thought he was, like, full of himself and this and that. And the only reason he was doing anything is, one, because he did respect Dumbledore, and two, because of his alleged love for Lily. So I and thought him like, and Lily were a thing before. No. That they, like, were a thing, no. and then, like... She straight up friend-zoned him, and he was butthurt about it. Oh. And he spent the rest of his life and died for the fact that he was butthurt about her not wanting his ass. Wow, wow, She didn't wow. want the dick, Sev. Get over it and move on. <laughs> you know? <laughs> 
wow, 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 wow. Like, I get it, and I like the always quote, and I think it's, you know, special and This meaningful. is a take that I have never heard before. But I'm tired of people, like, glorifying, oh, Severus, and I used to do it, too, so I get it, but, like, oh, Severus was had this great love for Harry's mom and this and that. He didn't. He may have thought he was in love with her, but lots of stalkers think they're in yeah. love with folks, too, and all they're doing is being creepy and weird, and nobody likes that. So he was just that. being, like... A mediocre man. He was a mediocre white man, like, from the beginning, from the jump. And she saw it, and he just couldn't deal. Hmm. She was like, you're not even that cute because you need to wash your hair. Like, get it together. Take a shower. But that that cloak be popping. That cape be popping. That was a cute cape, but, like, apparently she was feeling James more. And regardless, it doesn't matter what he looked like. He could have been the hottest man in the world. She wasn't feeling it. She wasn't feeling it. And we have a right to say, like, no. And that doesn't mean we put you in the friend zone. Exactly. You're not our type, bro. She didn't want it. Get over it and move the fuck on. My dog. But, like, on her dying breath she didn't, wasn't like hey take care of my son no she got oh. killed by voldemort because yeah. he came to their house her dying mm-hmm. breath was to was protecting her son herself and he showed up in the movie he shows up later he sees her dead body he's like she oh. protects him how like by just like putting herself in between uh harry oh, okay. and the death curse um but then he, she gets killed anyway so you know what fuck it but Severus shows up. He's like, oh, I'm super sad that you're dead. He, like, kicks Harry's dad on his way up to be sad about <laughs> Lily. He's like, fuck your noise. And then, you know, cries about it. And then he goes to Dumbledore. But, well, before this happened, he heard that Lily might, that Harry might be the one that Voldemort was looking for. Right, right. So he went to Vol- to Dumbledore and was like, please help her. I don't give I don't give two fucks about Harry or the husband, but help, help Lily. Because I'm oh, so I saw this in some of my research about Snape today. Like yeah. it was so extensive. I'm like, this is too much to like be able mm. to make heads or tails of it. Um, but yeah, I saw that that he didn't care about Harry or his dad. No, he just and cared he about never Lily. did. And if there had been no Lily, he would have been just as shitty to Harry the whole time, probably more so. I feel like the only reason he restrained himself any bit it's was because, because of her, of because of his obsession. But he's not a good guy. No, yeah. he's not a good guy. So Do I feel thing, like, simple? Everyone that was waiting for me, because you know, like, mm. I didn't watch these movies for a yeah. long time. A long time. Yeah. was like waiting yeah. for me, like, to watch them. Yeah. And then they're all like, do you love Snape so much now? And I'm like, well, first of all, I love Snape from like the minute I fucking saw him. He's like um, a like a bitter, judgmental old hag, and I'm yeah, here with for a it. cape. So of course I would love him. I love him less. He's now. Very, yeah, no, I think he's he's interesting, and I don't like I don't have a problem with him. But he's not one. He's not a villain. He's is he a bad guy? Yes. Is he, does Harry hate him unreasonably? Kind of, I think so. <laughs> I feel like Harry Harry is kind of like a, a little bitch. Harry's a bit judgmental and a little bit jump into conclusions. And honestly, without Hermione, he would be shit. Okay. Okay. That bitch saves the I day. Because I do know enough about the movies to know that Hermione. Yeah. She she's saves on the her day. shit. Okay. Always on her shit. Always. Without her, he would have been dead in season one. All like of yeah. them. <laughs> okay. First movie. His ass would have been dead because he's worthless. And Ron is just this hysterical bitch in the background, like crying true, about true, things. True, true. Hermione is the just like Samwise Gamgee is the real hero mm. of Lord of the yes. Rings. Hermione is the real hero of Samwise. Harry Potter. Okay, all right. I'm not gonna 
you know, silence myself any longer. Don't do it. Don't do it. I think that's it. I, but back to Severus Snape. Do I think he's a bad person? Yes. He's not nice. No, he's not nice. Like he, has no, he doesn't have a lot of redeeming qualities about him, but is he a villain? Eh, no. Not really. Did he get misled along the way? Yes. Probably. Would he not have been misled if he had been a little bit less of a dick and maybe tried to make some friends? Absolutely. Like, this is own bad that he turned to Voldemort because he was being such an asshole to everyone. Nobody liked him. Okay. And also, just straight up stalking Lily. Like, get over it, my man. She don't want you. Friends on. All right. Well, so that's... that's my thoughts on Harry Potter and all of that. So, and uh, these are some like other people that I threw in. Do you want to go through those, or do you want to? Yeah. Okay. There's only a few, so yeah. yeah, that's true. So some more. This is like a real life person. Yeah. Wow. Two oh. fake people and one real person. Yeah. So more sympathetic villains. We've got Pablo Escobar and Narcos. Mm. And so the show. And real life. Yeah, and real life. <laughs> The show, it tells us the story of, like, the self-made man who came from nothing. He left his family to the bitter end. And we know, like, he kills people. Mm. Like, he... Mm -hmm. But, like, the people that he kills... They're not great either. They're not great either. And they also fuck him over in some kind of way. So, like... Right. He wouldn't have killed them if they hadn't. So... Not that uh, that's an excuse for killing folks. No, it's not. Like, he's a (laughs) shit person, too. Like, he's caused so much grief and chaos. Yeah. But, like... That's the whole thing with a sympathetic villain, though. Like, you're like, okay, I do see your point. Would I have gone that way? Not at all. But... And I forget, like, in the show... Because he was... I didn't watch the whole... I I watched Narcos. And he was forced to resign um, from Parliament. And it was, like, some big embarrassment to him. Mm -hmm. And he was really trying to, like... Make a change. Be, like, legit. And then they kind of laughed him out. I think as, like, a real person, he was, like, making... uh, Because I think a lot of the Colombian people liked him because he was making things better for them. He's like, all right. (laughs) Especially the poor folks. You know, he was... Yeah, he was... He was actually... A humanitarian. I know, which sounds <laughs> terrible, know, but... All right, our next guy is Magneto from X-Men. I do love yeah. him, so Magneto. He is, I feel like, kind of the quintessential mm-hmm. sympathetic villain. Right. So, as a child, Eric Lyncher which is Magneto, was forced to watch his mother die at a Nazi concentration camp, which I think we all saw in the first right, movie. Right, right, He watched his mutant brothers and sisters face discrimination and persecution due to their unique abilities. And he was like, this is BS. Right, right, right. And in the X-Men universe, like the mutants, they were the next stage of human evolution, which yeah. meant like the Homo sapiens would naturally go extinct in their presence of a superior species. So Magneto understood that. And then unlike Charles Xavier... <laughs> <laughs> uh, he wanted to claim the role for his brother and like his own. But he also just wanted to make it fair because mm-hmm. if, if you remember when the movies start out, they're very much discriminated against. Yes, the mutants are. They're treated like they're not people, you know, very second class citizen, which of course reminds us of slavery. Yeah, and all it's of like that. they're black. Yeah. And he would just, at first, he's like, I just want us to be equal because we're better than them. Right. So we should at least be equal to them. <laughs> and then he got a little bit over his, you know, he got a little bit yeah. inflated in his, his thinking. But he went down the wrong path. But he did have the, his heart in the right place originally. I feel I like. That. This one's pretty popular. People Loki? love this. Love me. They love Loki. So Loki. I think he's fine, but I don't understand people's great love, love of him. him. So from the battle. Oh, so Loki is a character in Thor. Like he's Thor's brother. Yeah. And he's in the MCU. Yeah. The Marvel Cinematic Universe. From the, from the Battle of New York to taking over Asgard to faking his death multiple times, Loki has betrayed his. Left and right. 
Yeah, he's betrayed Thor, Thor like a shit ton. Thor continually trusts this man. He always fucks him over. <laughs> always. Always. But he loved his brother, his mother, and even his father to a certain extent. He also did love Asgard, yep. even though he was not an Asgardian. Mm-hmm. He just wanted to grow out of Thor's shadow and like be his own man and rule the people as a true king. He did not have this mind, his heart in the right place. Honestly, he would have been a better king than Thor. He would have. Because Thor is not good, e- no, great either. Like no, Thor. No. <laughs> Loki's got that dedication to people. And- Loki is also devious enough to know how, like, yes. if there comes a battle or some sort of political strategy, Thor's just, like, muscles Whoa. in and throws yeah. things around. Like, <laughs> Loki could He's like get a big, it. hot dummy. Who, who could get it more, Loki or mm. Thor? That's tough because they could both get it. Could they like? Okay, I, I do like Loki's paleness. Mm. You know, I love me some pale, sickly-looking folks, mm-hmm. <laughs> which sounds weird. But ugh, Chris Hemsworth is so fucking hot. He doesn't do it for me. Well, that's because you're a lesbian. <laughs> I'm like Loki. <laughs> you're like he's got long hair like a girl. <laughs> Loki's kind of slim. <laughs> it's definitely Loki. Okay, well, good for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he All right. looks better as Loki than he does like in real life. What's his name? Tom Hiddleston. Mm-hmm. Hiddleston. Well, these yeah. are our sympathetic heroes. If you can think of some other ones like oh, that, or sympathetic villains, villains, right? yeah, no. heroes. If you can think of some others, you can email them to us, yeah. DM us. Yeah, Megan's got our socials. No. Oh, I'll tell you what they are. Okay, I was like, <laughs> I don't monitor that shit. That's you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, we're at Room 237, the podcast, on Instagram and Facebook. So let us know on there. Yeah, or if you want to send us an old-fashioned email, you can do so at Room 237, the podcast at gmail.com. And then after you tell us who your favorite sympathetic villain is, you can also rate and review us on iTunes or tell a couple of friends about us. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, so next week we're doing... Literally just talked about yeah, I literally forgot what it is. <laughs> is this what happens in old egg? I just don't remember shit anymore. Um. <laughs> um. Devil. Oh, devil. We're devil. doing devil. All right. <laughs> Y'all, it's been 30 minutes and neither one of us could remember mm. to save our lives. We're doing so devil. We're doing. <laughs> devil. All right. So until devil. Till next time. Bye. Bye. Have a good week.